Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of The Skin Reel. Today, we have a really great topic. I think it's something that's going to resonate with a lot of you because we are going to be talking all about botulinum toxin. That's right. Some of you may know this by the trade name Botox or Xeomin or Dysport, but they are all types of botulinum toxin A, and that's what we are going to be discussing today. So this procedure is the most common cosmetic procedure that patients receive. And I also call it a gateway drug because this is usually what people who have never had a cosmetic procedure before will start with to sort of dip their toe in the cosmetic or aesthetic arena. The great thing about botulinum toxin injections is that it is not permanent. So if you end up hating it, which I really don't have a lot of patients that do, but if you were to hate it, it wears off in a couple of months, which I guess can be a good thing or a bad thing because if you love it, you wish it didn't wear off quite so fast. All right, well, let's take a deep dive in all about botulinum toxin, how it came about, and is it really safe to use? I get that a lot. It's it's hard to imagine that a procedure with the word toxin in it is safe and desirable, but I can assure you it is. Botulinum toxin is one of the more natural cosmetic procedures you can do. And I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek, that it's natural with air quotes. Botulinum toxin is a neurotoxic protein that is produced by this naturally occurring bacteria known as Clostridium botulinum. And it is actually a very potent toxin. The military for years and years has tried to harness the powers of this toxin to use potentially in warfare, but it is too unstable and they have not been successful at that. In around the 70s and 80s, people started looking at how we can use this toxin for medical purposes. And let me backtrack. Botulinum toxin, what it does to the body is it causes paralysis. So it prevents the release of 
a neuromuscular transmitter called acetylcholine. And when acetylcholine is released from a nerve axon, it causes a muscle to fire. However, when you prevent acetylcholine from being released from a neuron, the adjacent muscle will not be able to fire. And so that is why it causes paralysis. In the 70s and 80s, people started looking at some of the medical ways that we can take advantage of this toxin. And ophthalmology was one of the main fields that it was being investigated and used in. And ophthalmologists were using it to treat a condition called strabismus, which is where your eyes do not focus in the same direction. And they were trying to paralyze some of these overactive muscles to get the eyes to work in conjunction. One of these ophthalmologists was named Dr. Jean Carruthers. And when she was injecting a patient for strabismus, the patient got upset when she didn't treat the areas in between her eyes. And Dr. Carruthers told her, well, you don't really need it in that location right now. So that's why I'm not going to do it there. And the patient said, well, I know my eyes don't need it, but when you inject it there, it softens out my frown lines and I really love how it looks. And when she said that, Dr. Jean Carruthers, who is obviously a very, very smart lady, had sort of an aha moment and thought, oh my goodness, we might be able to use this for cosmetic purposes. And her husband, Dr. Alistair Carruthers, is a dermatologist, and she knew how frustrated he was with the limited anti-aging procedures that were available at that time. And so the two of them put their heads together and started developing and thinking about ways this could be used cosmetically. And I heard Dr. Carruthers give a talk, and she said that she hasn't frowned since 1987. Now, of course, it took a while for the Carruthers to convince people to inject their face intentionally with botulinum toxin for cosmetic reasons, and it took several years for them to put together a trial showing the cosmetic benefits, and this was then reported at a dermatology conference, and really the rest is history in 2002, the first botulinum toxin for cosmetic procedures became FDA approved, and that is Botox, which I think everyone associates with botulinum toxin. It's it's pretty universally known and recognized, but there are actually several other botulinum toxins on the market as well, not just Botox. And those are things like Xeomin, Dysport, and Juvea. And there now is a fifth one coming on the market called Daxify, which um, I have not used yet, but I'm excited because it's supposed to last longer, which is nice for patients who are more consistent toxin users. All right. So I'm going to try not to say Botox when I'm talking about botulinum toxin. So forgive me if I do. And just to keep things simple, I'm just going to call it toxin. Okay. Now you might be thinking, This doesn't sound like a good idea. Why would I ever inject toxin in my face? But it has been used now for decades and has been shown to be really, really safe. And in fact, we are finding not just cosmetic uses for it, but tons of medical uses. And in fact, my son 
ended up having 100 units of Botox injected into his neck muscle because he had something called torticollis, where his muscle on one side was so tight, he couldn't even turn his head, which of course caused a lot of problems with his skull developing. So there is tons of data and tons of use and millions of patients who have successfully been treated with botulinum toxin over the decades. And it is a very, very safe and effective procedure. So I've kind of touched on how botulinum toxin works. It prevents the release of this neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. And the reason why botulinum toxin is so effective for cosmesis is that we can harness the power of this toxin just in the muscles where we place it. It doesn't spread to the rest of your body and cause overall paralysis, which of course would be terrible. But what happens is we inject a small amount directly into the muscles that we want to soften or paralyze, and then they can no longer work. The most common area that we treat is called the glabella, and that is that sort of meaty area in between your eyebrows that can give you a scowl or frown expression. Usually it takes between anywhere from 15 to 25 units to really soften those muscles up. And this is universally a great area to start with because no one looks good frowning and having that frown area erased and softened just makes people look more well-rested and happy. If you're tired of people telling you, hey, are you upset or what's wrong? It's probably because you're scowling and frowning and you don't even realize it. And injecting with a few units of toxin can really improve that expression or remove that expression. Another common area we treat are the forehead muscles. So some people have a lot of lines on their forehead and injecting anywhere from five units to 15 units can really soften up the forehead expressions. And you don't necessarily have to paralyze the whole muscle of your forehead. And in fact, in many of my patients, my goal is not to do that, but rather to soften the lines of the forehead so that they are only there when someone is raising their eyebrows and not at rest. Another common area for toxin is around the eyes. So if you smile really big and show your teeth, chances are you may have some lines that go around your eyes and even onto your upper cheeks. And injecting about 10 to 15 units of toxin here will soften that. And a lot of times I think it helps prevent this crepiness that can develop over there. Those are definitely the most common areas that we treat on the face. And certainly for someone who is just thinking about doing toxin, these would be the three areas I would focus on. But again, it really depends on what bothers you. There are so many areas that we can treat with toxin. These are just definitely hands down the most common. So what happens when you come in to get a treatment? The first thing I like to do is just talk to my patients about what bothers them to make sure that toxin is the right choice. Because botulinum toxin works by paralyzing the muscles, it's going to do nothing for lines at rest or areas that need volume. That's going to be something more like a hyaluronic acid filler. So again, 
Toxin works best on muscles of movement. So again, the scowl lines you get when you bring your eyebrows together, raising your eyebrows, the lines that can form, or smiling really big and getting the lines around your eyes. That's what toxin works on. It's not going to make your cheeks fuller, your lips fuller. It doesn't volumize. It just relaxes the muscles. I do find that when you relax the muscles, a lot of times we do actually soften those muscles at rest as well. And certainly the sooner you start doing toxin, you also will prevent those lines from becoming etched in and deeper from the get-go. So in a way, it is preventative because if you don't allow yourself to make those expressions, you are subsequently not going to develop those deep etched in lines. You can think about this like a muscle you would work out at the gym, right? If you're trying to make your biceps or your triceps bigger, you are going to work that muscle every day in the gym doing lots of reps with your weights. And what's going to happen? The muscle is going to hypertrophy or get bigger. If you stop working out and stop exercising, that muscle is going to atrophy. It is going to become smaller and less strong. And so that's what we're doing with botulinum toxin. We're injecting it directly into the muscle so that it cannot get bigger. It cannot work harder. It cannot hypertrophy. And in effect, it will get smaller, flatter, and weaker. And we use that to our advantage. So once I've gone over with the patient what areas bother them, making sure that botulinum toxin is a good choice for them, I like to take pre-photos of the patient at rest and then while they're moving and making those expressions because it's really amazing to see the difference in two weeks if they come back. And a lot of times they will forget how strong those muscles were. And so it's kind of fun to look at the before and after and see what great results they had. During the treatment itself, it's pretty quick. It's pretty easy. We clean the skin wipe it with alcohol, and then we make small little punctures in the skin with a super tiny needle. It does hurt. It is a little needle. Uh, Some people, it hurts more than others. Sometimes the medicine can burn for patients. Usually, though, it's very quick. Sometimes topical numbing or doing a little ice can help. I think distraction with either vibrations on the scalp or the cheek can sort of distract and make it less uncomfortable as well. And really the main side effect is that you can bruise. No matter how good you are, you can bruise. And that depends on a lot of things. Different areas tend to bruise more than others. Whether you've had aspirin or NSAID products can make you more prone to bruising. And again, anytime you put a needle in the skin, it's just a risk that can happen. So I would not recommend doing botulinum toxin injections right before a big event because you could get a bruise. Now, the other reason why you don't want to do it right before a big event is that it doesn't work immediately. It actually takes anywhere from one to two weeks, depending on which product you use, to get the full effect. So I remember when I had botulinum toxin injected for the very first time. I was at a conference with one of my dermatology colleagues and the whole three days we were there, we kept trying to raise our eyebrows and scowl and ask each other, can you see it? Is it working? Is it working? And uh, very slowly, the nice thing is it, it sort of slowly comes on. So over the next several days to week, 
I noticed, hey, I can't raise my forehead quite as strong or I can't make that scowl expression quite as strongly. And then by about one to two weeks, the full effect has taken in. And I really stress this with patients because sometimes as the toxin is coming on, you may notice a little asymmetry. It may work a little bit faster on the left side than the right side. And you may think, oh my gosh, I'm uneven, I'm crooked, but you really just need to give it the full one to two weeks for it all to settle in. After those two weeks, if you do notice any asymmetry or you notice, hey, I still see this small little line up here, then it's important to go back to your dermatologist or your your injector. And usually a quick one or two units can even things out and make it perfect for you. I find that when I am first injecting someone, especially if they have never had it before, I do like to have them come back so that I can see how they responded and whether they need more or less moving forward. I think it's kind of like developing a relationship with your hairstylist or your colorist, making sure that you all are in tune with the look that you're going for, whether you want more movement or less movement. And again, that's something that you are going to want to work with your dermatologist or injector to make sure that you all are on the same page. Because there are many, many ways to inject toxin. It's really not paint by numbers, here's a map, here's where you inject. You really need to think about the patient's musculature. What look are they going for? Are they going for a very frozen look or do they want a lot of movement still? In fact, I had uh, one patient um, who's a friend who said, I need to still be able to let my children know I'm angry and mad. And that was very important to her because her kids needed to see that in her face to really understand she was upset. So for her, I go lighter on the toxin for the forehead and glabella so that she can still have that facial expression but she wants them softened so that she's not getting those etched in lines. I personally like to tell my children that I need to use my words because I do tend to go a little bit stronger because I think it lasts longer and then I don't have to get it as frequently. Which brings me to another common question I get from patients is how long is this going to last? And it's a little bit variable, but the textbook answer would be it lasts between three and four months for most patients. Now, for people who do this on a very regular basis, I do find that they have sort of trained their muscles not to engage and work so strongly, and they can get longer out of their toxin injection, sometimes even six months. But again, the nice thing with botulinum toxin is it slowly comes on, but it also slowly wears off. It's not like you're going to wake up one day three months after your procedure and all of a sudden all your lines are back. It slowly comes back with movement. And you can decide when you're ready to get a subsequent treatment. Some people are just strong metabolizers. You know, do you have really, really strong, big muscles? You know, my male patients, they tend to metabolize or break down the botulinum toxin faster than my 70-year-old female patient who maybe doesn't have the muscle mass of a younger man. There are just some people who metabolize it faster. And there are also some areas that we treat that it wears off faster. And those are going to be areas that are under a lot of movement, like around the lips or the mouth or around even the eyes versus the forehead 
And it depends on, are you someone who is a really animated talker? Do you really speak with your face? Because if you do, it's going to wear off faster than someone who doesn't, who's not trying to engage those muscles on a regular basis. So there is some variability with that, but in general, three to four months for most patients. If you are interested in learning more or thinking about getting botulinum toxin, I would definitely recommend going to someone who has expertise with facial anatomy and training. There are lots of people doing Botox out there who do not have this, and you really want to make sure you're seeing someone who really understands the anatomy and the musculature of your face and what your desires and goals are with toxin rather than just following a map of where standard injections should be placed. I hope this episode has given you some insight and background on the use of botulinum toxin as a cosmetic and some of the potential it has. It really is a great treatment option for people wanting a more rested look to help erase some of the lines on their face or to prevent them from developing. And I know it's easy to be scared off by botulinum toxin, A, because of the name. And secondly, there is a lot of bad botulinum toxin out there. Believe me, I have seen it We've seen it in movies, we've seen it on celebrities, maybe even our friends and family, but it is real. There is definitely bad botulinum toxin out there, but it's really more how it was performed and placed. And that's why it is so important to see someone who is trained in facial anatomy and pathophysiology to make sure that your botulinum toxin injections are done well for a very natural and refreshed look and not a look where everyone knows, oh my gosh, they had botulinum toxin. All right. Thanks so much for joining. And I look forward to talking to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.